let's talk about your performance in New York with Dame Dash. Mm-hmm. Um, you were headlining the show. That was crazy. What was it like performing with Dame Dash in New York? Everybody came out. Legends came out. That was so cool. Like seeing people from like Naughty by Nature out there, like Toure, like the journalist. He was right in the front and. <laughs> Yo, this is Leo Black exclusively at Dame Dash Studios, and this is Leo Black Show. Yo, my name is Leo. We at Dame Dash Studios, and this is the Leo Black Show with my special guest, BK Harbor Mail. Hello. Yo, man, you've been everywhere lately. I seen you in New York with Billy Pablo and the Black Guns performing to the music video, Owe Me That. Um, it's just so much, so much energy that you bring to your performance and your music videos. I want to talk about that, but first let's get Thank to you. your facts. <laughs> first, let's get to your music history, um, from the beginning to the latest. What's happening now? Can we talk about your background in music? Yeah. So um, I've been writing music since I was a kid. Um, I sort of started off writing music when, in like middle school or so, I had this. My mom had this old keyboard in the garage, and I was just like, "Can I just pull that up and put it in my room?" So I pulled it up, put it in my room. Um, I put a bunch of stickers on it. At the time, I'm obsessed with Harry Potter, so there was like mad Daniel Radcliffe all over my keyboard. Um, yeah, so I kind of started just like writing like that, sort of self-teaching myself how to do different chords and um, singing. I've always been singing since I was, you know, little, and I started off with acting when I was a kid, and just developed more and more with music, so writing, and then, yeah, um, I went to NYU, so I studied music there, and I studied music and Africana studies there, and kind of built up more as, more of, like, who I am as an artist, and finding more of, like, my sound, and just, like, expressing myself with that, and, you know, after graduating, coming back here, and just continuing to write, record, um, yeah, and so I d- just dropped Owe Me That, um, my single, the video, was working on it for a long, long time, just really wanted to get, like, I had my vision of just, like, the aesthetic I wanted, the dancing I wanted, and, like, the storyline, and just the message I wanted to portray, which is just all about self-love and giving it to yourself, because I've definitely struggled with seeking it in others, seeking approval from friends you're just like third party institutions of like to let me know I'm good enough and also you know like romance too so yeah so that's what inspired me to write owe me that and yeah I kind of just been going off of that um playing with Dame and that's been great so yeah like I said I play keys so kind of started playing keys singing with him and then doing my stuff as well and writing for other people did this um writing camp for Insecure recently, which was really epic. Like, everybody there was so talented. I felt like it was a carnival of musical creation. It was just, it was really fun. That's dope. I mean, Insecure, that is an amazing show. It breaks waves every time they drop a new season. Um, So for the outside looking in, for those people who might not know what a writing camp is, can you explain the process of what it's like to be a writer for a big show like Insecure? Yeah, well, so basically what they did is they got together a bunch of 
you know, producers, musicians, artists, singers, um, rappers, and they just rented out this whole studio with like a couple different rooms and just like puzzle pieced people together and were just like, go for it, you know? And then they gave us some like guidelines and from there we just created with that. And it was really organic. Like I wasn't exactly sure, um, you know, exactly like how every detail would go, but I was, so happy with just how organic it was so yeah we just created different stuff and there was like shifts so we would go in one room and then it's like i right, switch over to the other room so it was cool did you get to meet any of the talent on insecure no none of the actors were there so yeah none of the actors were there but it was definitely like organized by isa and everything organized by her label radio so you know the people from radio were there um running the whole thing um Benone is the CEO, Philippe and Morgan, they're like the trio there. So they were overseeing everything and it's really them that made it be so epic because they just put together the right people. They got some really good food. We had My Two Cents, which I had actually never had before. Have you had it? Two Cents? My Two Cents. My Two Cents. It's like a soul food spot. I haven't had it yet, but you got to put me on. Well, they put me on, and so, yeah, that honestly, like, that's one of the highlights. I love food, so I was, like, waiting for that food. I was like, okay, I know we're going to get some good catering, all right? So what's it going to be? And it was fucking good, so, yeah. <laughs> and being a writer on Insecure, what do you think about the main talent, Issa Rae? I think, well, so I remember when she used to have her YouTube channel, um, I think it was called Awkward Black Girl, and um, I feel super honored that I was even able to be associated with her brand and all of that for sure because she's hilarious and she's also really musically talented too. Like in this show, you know how she'll just be doing her like raps. <laughs> I love it. And I think also because I think this show is really known for its music. Like I know, I know when it first came out, I would be peeping like because they would do spotify playlists for each season you know with just like the songs that they put on the season i would be peeping that because i'm like i want to know what these songs are i'm like listening i'm like shazamming the whole thing so Thanks. so yeah really exciting and now she's like just developing even more she's got her show she's been doing movies and her label so yeah hey might be a <laughs> venture partnership between BK that would be if you know that would be an honor but uh always gonna support for sure and speaking on music talent i want to get back to your music video owe me that if you haven't seen it yet it's amazing um i want to get into detail elaborate about the process because it was several different scenes there were choreography hair and makeup i mean costume stylist can we talk about in detail about the owe me that music video and what you put into it yeah, for sure. Well, so um, so first I wrote the song. So the song is produced by Philippe Pierre. Um, so I wrote the song, and I knew I really wanted to go all out with the video, um, but I'm independent right now, so it was all basically me. Um, I knew I wanted to... I had a friend from NYU named Kristen Laffey, and she has a production company called Gap Tooth Entertainment. Um, and so I'd seen what they had done. They're dope. They're dope. Um, so I was like, okay, I definitely want to get them. And so she linked me with, um, her, they co-run Gap Tooth, um, Sade Joseph. And 
she directed it. And so we basically like talked it out. I kind of gave him the idea of what I wanted, where I wanted it to be like I'm writing a love letter to myself and then have some choreography, have it be kind of like a magical realism sort of situation. And then Kristen and Sade really like filled in some of the gaps of like, you know, where I wanted to do and just executed my vision so beautifully. And um, so yeah, so that's kind of how I went with that. And then with the choreography, um, my friend Lex Liu, so she's an artist. She's an amazing artist. She raps, she sings, um, but she's also a crazy dancer, crazy choreographer. And so she just did me like out of love, like helped me out with the choreography and I kind of had like a general idea of what I wanted I was like okay I want a walking scene I kind of want some like you know poses here and there but she really just like brought it to life like and the choreography I think it just makes it like it gives it the energy because I wanted it to be I wanted it to be the energy and I want to also show like I got a little couple moves here and there <laughs> that's big facts it was it was meant to be that way. Like survive. it all fed into like the vision of like the only that because that's really who. It's for everyone. Like my music is for everyone, but it's really extra for like queer black women like me. <laughs> and can we talk a little bit about your sexual preference? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> um, just when did you discover like you like women? Uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of like. There's not like a one day of like one day to the next. I think you just kind of start to notice some things. You start to notice you're like, oh, I really like my best friend like a lot. Like I really want to hang out with her a lot, <laughs> you know. So I think I mean because obviously being heterosexual is what's normalized. So I think that for the most part you're kind of normalized or like society. You assume yourself to be straight. And then you kind of have to be like, oh, wait, actually, I'm kind of not. So, so yeah. And what advice would you give to, like, a queer black woman that may be in the closet still with her parents or her friends? It's always best to be to try to stay true to yourself, but don't put yourself in any situations. Like, don't feel pressured to, you know, like, oh, you have to come out or you have to do anything. Like, take your time, like, whatever feels write to you and like always keep in mind your safety whatever situations are um but also just know that wherever you are in your journey that there's a community of people that really support you and the internet is always going to be a good like if you don't happen to have like supportive friends or family there's definitely like support groups on the internet and um therapy you know if if you don't have a supportive situation but if you do Girl, go for it. <laughs> do what you got to do. Let's talk about your performance in New York with Dame Dash. Mm -hmm. um, you were headlining the show. That was crazy. What was it like performing with Dame Dash in New York? Everybody came out. Legends came out. Came out. That was so cool. Like, seeing people from, like, Naughty by Nature out there. Like, Toure, like, the journalist. He was right in the front. And so it was just really beautiful. And I felt like... I was able to enhance that whole performance, got to play keys, sing with Dame, and then also I got to do my own set. So it was just beautiful. It was awesome. Had a good time. Dope. And we spoke on production and style. Obviously, style is a big part of your brand. Who inspires your style? 
definitely some style icons. I'm thinking like Gwen Stefani. Um, there's this model. She goes by Ugly Worldwide. Her name is Jazelle. I don't know her last name, but I follow her on Insta. She has crazy style. Like everything she does is epic. So, yeah. <laughs> and um, obviously, our first thing you look mixed. So, can we talk about your nationality? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm mixed. Um, I'm just mixed black and white, but definitely get a lot of crazy guesses. So sometimes when people ask me, I just be like, why don't you take take a guess? <laughs> um, yeah, just biracial. Can we talk about the meaning of your name? Because you have a very unique artist name. I struggled at one point of like thinking like, oh, should I come up with like a different artist name that would be, you know, more like extra and cool. But I also felt like I really wanted it to be me. And so that's why I go with that. And. I've definitely heard people tell me, like, Haberbell, like, that's way too long, that's way too many consonants, like, nobody's gonna want to spell that. But I also feel like it stands out, it's me, and I saw this quote that actually really inspired me, which was Mark Hamill, the guy who plays Luke in Star Wars, I guess he talked to, like, a young Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he, Arnold Schwarzenegger, at the time, you know, Mark Hamill was like, Luke and Arnold was I guess nobody or he was like a wrestler or no was he like a bodybuilder something like that anyways he was like trying to get into acting and so he asked him like do you have any advice for me and he told him uh well you need to change that last name Schwarzenegger nobody's gonna be trying to say that at all but then years later obviously we all know Arnold Schwarzenegger and Mark Hamill was like I couldn't have been more wrong so I feel like I'm like I'm gonna stick with me Habermel Facts. <laughs> my name is Leo. We at Dame Dash Studios. This is the Leo Black Show with my special guest, BK Harbor Mel. Thank you for having me.